0: it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Apparently, the Secret Service is analyzing the bag for fingerprints. Do you really think they're going to come out and say, yeah, it's Hunter Biden's? I'll bet you any amount of money that the make and model of the cameras in the library are the same make and model of the camera that was in Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Oh, the camera just wasn't working that day. And let me say this. If it's somebody other than Hunter, they got a big problem. Now, I'm not bragging when I say this, okay? Because if you do what I do on any level, you can get either invited to the White House or apply for a day pass or or what have you. I've been through a Secret Service screening more than once. If you think the technology in the airport and they have much of it is the height of security security, uh, searching, Wait till you go through the main gate at the White House. I will tell you one time I went there and Trump was president and I walked up and the Secret Service agent said, looked at me and started nodding. He's like, he goes, how are you doing, Mr. Wilkow? And I said, excuse me? because He goes, yeah, because I still got to, you know, I still had to take out my, I still had to go through the entire thing. And it wasn't just one agent. It was multiple. And you're emptying your pockets and you're getting wanded and you're putting your stuff on conveyor belts. You don't just walk into the White House. So if somebody else got cocaine in, now one of my sources tells me that Hunter Biden may not have had to, obviously, for obvious reasons, gone through any searches. But if somebody else got a bag of cocaine in, that's a problem. I assume the bomb sniffing dogs... Well, maybe they aren't drug-sniffing dogs. I don't know. I'll have to check. But that's a problem. CNN's only focus right now is Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago. Security video shows boxes being moved at mar a You know, it's funny. When we see boxes behind Joe Biden's Corvette, they go, well, those could be boxes of anything. If Melania literally is walking down the hall with a box of new shoes, they go, see, there's documents there. These people have no idea. I kind of love them on CNN with their glass table and their network logo coffee mugs and they they've got notes in front of them. I'm, I'm holding a pen when I talk cuz I really know what I'm talking about. Okay? Do you? But I'm going to get into something. And you know I have a handful of passion issues, one of them being the wealth tax. The other the other being managed decline. Or as I like to say, socialism's for the people, not the socialist. So, New York Magazine, which is a, a kind of, uh, it, it's kind of, a, oh, the New Yorker. Excuse me, the New Yorker is kind of, a, I guess I would say it's even more hoity-toity than the New York Times. I mean, this is rare, you know, where the real intellectuals are, right? The New Yorker, the Atlantic, uh, the Week used to be Newsweek now not so much but The New Yorker is perhaps the is perhaps the the height of intellectual journalism and, and opinion making and I'm looking at a headline here to save the planet should we really be moving slower and before I even read the body of the piece I knew exactly where it was going to go because I've never, I've never met a progressive Democrat who planned to live by their own rules. I've never met one. Whenever they talk about a design for education or design for healthcare or design for transportation or design for retirement, when they talk about what the central planners ought to be planning, what they mean for is the little people because these people consider themselves extraordinary. And I will I will enlighten you onto this one as well, when you hear some of these people. On the left in academia, uh, you know, activists, taking on some of the most absurd opinions. Do you want to know why they do this? This is very basic stuff. The reason why some of the most absurd opinions come from the academic left is because if there is a common understanding, right? There are two genders. There are men and women. There's XX, there's XY. That's, well, that's that's the common understanding, right? That's what the commoner knows. I mean, even somebody who has no academic pedigree can come up with that one. In order to separate themselves or be above the common, they must arrive at something that is inherently uncommon and then convince you. That their, their uncommon understanding is, in essence, the basis of their superiority. So, yes, yes, yes. You know, the, common, the common view of gender is that there's men and women, but really, it's more nuanced than that. No, it's not. Just because a handful of people want to, amongst themselves, pretend this pretend this is real, doesn't make it so. But this is how they, look, the common people, right, commoners. Look at the way we view private property. Because the majority of us don't have a Marxist view, believe in our right to acquire property. They think because common people desire private property. that that is beneath them. Well, you know, we can't have, I mean, yes, it's common to want, I don't know, what, a three-bedroom home? with a barbecue in the backyard, that's just so, that's just so common, right? What we need are cosmopolitan cities where the majority of property is held by the public. I mean, not, not, not where I reside, but see how that works? So let me read to you a quote from this piece. To save the planet, should we really be moving slower? And it says right here, the most seductive argument that degrowthists, that's degrowth, that's managed decline, okay? That is that is the term for managed decline, degrowth, right? The degrowthers or degrowthists, if you will, believe it is considered common and are even in, in somewhat way cultish for government to look for an endless, for policies that create endless economic growth. The idea of the rising tide lifts all boats, they're beyond that. Now it's time to bring the, you know, bring the middle of the top down with an elite class at the top and everybody else just sort of in this amorphous class of the commoner. The most seductive argument that degrowthists make, though, is also the soundest, most soundest most of us who live in rich countries could easily make do with less, especially less energy. A study cited by the degrowth advocate Steve uh, Jenko calculated that to stabilize the planet's temperature, we need to decrease the share of passenger car transport in our cities by 81%. How long I, I, how long have I been telling you this? EVs are not the future. They are the stepping stone. The goal is to control transportation and thus your movements. And why do you think it is that New York City is going with congestion pricing? Because they're trying to slow your movement. It's not conspiracy theory. It's current events. I am well aware of this. One step ahead of the crowd, you are a crackpot. Two steps, I'm mean, sorry. One step ahead of the crowd, you are a leader. Two steps, you're a crackpot. But I've been telling you this Almost as long as I've been on the air here at Sirius XM Patriot, this is, the EV is not the future. It is the stepping stone. Amongst these people, they detest the idea that the common person can have a lifestyle that is so far and above that of even well-to-do people in other nations. They want us to be somewhere between European socialist and Central American Marxist. But anyway, we need to decrease the share of passenger car transport in our cities by 81%. Limit per person air travel to one trip per year. Do you hear what I just said to you? The advocacy here is that you will only be allowed to get on an airplane once a year. Now, I'm going to, I don't normally take calls in the first segment, sometimes the second segment. I would like to speak to a Democrat who plans to live with this. If it's in the New Yorker magazine, I can assure you that academics are writing papers and then they're in the ear of, how miserable is air transportation right now? Notice nobody's blaming poop. We didn't have these problems when Donald Trump was president. Say what you will about Mitch McConnell. I'm no fan of Captain Turkey Neck. And maybe it was an act of nepotism, not nepotism, but favoritism. Trump trying to win over Mitch McConnell by promoting Elaine Chao to Secretary of Transportation, although she held a position in Reagan's Department of Transportation, so at least she had some experience at the agency. This was not happening. They are making rules and regulations right now to purposely make air travel more miserable because they don't want you traveling. Look at the price of gas. If you think the There's pain at the pump. What do you think it costs to fill up a jetliner? What do you think jet fuel costs right now? It's through the roof. You've got Biden attacking the airlines left and right over so-called junk fees. They're making air travel miserable because why? They want government-run rail. High-speed rail is the central planner's dream. And when they talk about the ills of land confiscation for pipelines or what have you, or what it's going to take to put down pipelines, where do you think these coast-to-coast, north-to-south rails are going? They're going through somebody's backyard. Anyway, so one, one air travel trip per person. Reduce living space per person by 25%, decrease meat consumption in rich countries by 60%, and so on. Those numbers may sound drastic, but in some respects, they're not that far from how many of us have lived a half century ago. The median square footage of an American house built in the 1960s was 1500, square feet compared with about 2200 today. And earlier and the earlier model home uh, to more people. Before 1972, more than half of Americans had never taken a plane trip, much less more than one a year. And since 1960, we've increased our total meat and poultry consumption by 35%. So all of this economic growth that we've experienced and the expansion of provisions and opportunities for common people to have bigger homes and nicer cars and take more trips and eat better then perhaps the rest of the world, we have to bring this to an end for you. None of these people that are behind this effort are ever going to give up what it is they enjoy. Not a one. This degrowth movement is serious and it's real. And I'm going to tell you something else. The open border is giving them everything they need. Well, we have so many more mouths to feed. So many more people to house, to clothe, to educate. You're just going to have to tuck your elbows in and make more room. All right. How many of you think, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee while you consider this. How many of you think what I'm saying is conspiracy theory? How many of you think that I'm a crackpot, that I'm a kook? Because if you've been following this program, you know everything I say eventually comes true. These people are saying it out loud. The article goes on. I don't want to read the whole thing. You've got the the gist of it right there. Already saying that the EV market is, uns- that EVs are unsustainable because of how much mining would re- be required for us to transfer all of the cars we own now from combustion engines to EVs. That's why they're talking about cutting the number of cars by 81%. So government's going to have automobile, transportation, and wealthy and well-connected people will. You know who won't? You. Screw you. You don't need to go on vacation. You don't need to drive. You'll go where we tell you, when we tell you or at least where we allow you. I'm, I'm on record. I'm on record on this July the 6th. So you could say this guy's crazy. He doesn't believe what he says. We well, you can go, wait a second. He's got a pretty good track record of calling these things a couple of years out and before many of his colleagues. Make no mistake. The degrowth, managed decline, move to socialism is real. It's happening. They're theorizing it as we speak. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to three East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.